We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I am James, your host. I am Aaron, your other host. Is this a thing we're doing now? No. Because you've gotten used to doing it on Blink and You'll Miss yeah. It. So now we're doing it? Because it's fine. I am a host, Travis McElroy. Does he do that? Yeah. On which? On a uh, run. No, on uh, on um, The Kind Rewind. Because oh, okay. then Teresa says, I am a other host, Teresa McElroy. And I think oh, it's really cute. that is yeah. cute. Um, anyways, I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, on our show, we like to uh, talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. Um, and this week, well, I, we'll get to it in a sec. We have a couple of housekeeping things to do first, though. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um we're writing segues into our next segment i wish segues are fucking awesome would you sell your car for a segue absolutely nice never mind that my kids wouldn't be able to get anywhere but you could get them segue sidecars uh-huh you would look like a like a penis with two balls i don't care that's fine (laughs) cool you heard it here first um we have a new patreon patron we sure do and it is Yagaday. Yagaday. Um, this is Tim and Leon. Hi, Tim and Leon. And they are from Australia. They are. And um, Leon <laughs> was just recently on one of my other podcasts, Blink and You'll Miss It. And uh, he and I had some bonding time. We, we talked for like like an hour and a half or something. It was nice. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, it was good. I'm really um, jealous. Leon never wants to hang out with me. I bet he does. He probably does. You I'm sh- pretty great. You should start a five-minute discography podcast about the discography of probably Bon Jovi, right? Backstreet. Well, Bon Jovi would give me more material. Backstreet Boys is a little more in my wheelhouse. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Backstreet Bon Jovi. I am Aaron, your host. This week, we're talking about some Backstreet Boys songs and some Bon Jovi songs. Living on a prayer, you are my fire. That wasn't the name of the song. No, that was just your intro. But you are my fire wasn't the name of the song. I know. It was I want it that way. I know. Bon Jovi surely had a song similar to the title "You Are My Fire." I'm though. sure he did. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Do you think that Richie Sambora was at one time an attractive man? Oh, I have no idea what he even looks like. Cool. He married Heather Locklear. I know, so. and cheated on her with denise richards well i think because hmm. i think heather and denise were really good friends until richie cheated are they even anywhere similar in age not that yeah. they need to be but denise yeah. richards mm-hmm. from wild things mm-hmm. heather locklear mm-hmm. from being the 90s it girl heather locklear mm-hmm. huh. i mean i have no idea i'm i might be completely making this up but i swear that i heard somewhere that Richie cheated on Heather with Denise, and it was like this whole thing. Hmm. I would Google it, but we are trying to keep this episode short. Sure we are. Okay. Um, no, I'll we Google are. it later. Yeah. I'll post it in the group. Yeah. Or, you know, use it for your first episode about uh, Backstreet I'm not Bon Jovi. Gonna, I'm not going to do that podcast. Oh. Leon wouldn't be on that podcast. I mean, he might, but... Anyways, 
Thank you, Yagade, for being patrons, and we hope that uh, you aren't immediately regretting it. <laughs> we hope you aren't immediately are. regretted is kind of the catchphrase for our entire Patreon account. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we, will, we are going to send you some stuff in the mail. Yes, once we figure out how much, how many stamps we need to put on How stuff. much and, and how to do that and, <laughs> and how that, that works. So last week, we had some technology issues. Yes. We were using Bill... My trusty old MacBook Pro. Fucking Bill. Not super trusty. And we forgot that he garbles the audio in Audacity. Yeah. In a way that my new MacBook, which has its own share of problems. Yeah. And I think I'm going to try to get Apple to just give me a new one. Yeah. But it doesn't garble the audio in Audacity. So that is a thing that I can be grateful for. That is good. That is good. So last week we watched a movie. And we tried to talk to you guys about it. I mean, we did talk to you guys about it, but we couldn't use it. But you wouldn't listen. Sorry, I just, sorry. Let's not blame our listeners. (laughs) We were speaking. Um, Yeah, so. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like, I have come down from the high of doing that Patreon live stream. And now I'm having to get myself back into um, podcasting mode. Right. Might take a while. It's a problem because we're going to aim to do a short episode this week. I'll just sit here and wait. (laughs) So last week we had some technology issues and couldn't use the audio about the movie that we watched. Right. So we did our outtakes episode, which we had planned on using this week. To save ourselves some work and and, and this right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But we did not save ourselves the work. We used the outtakes episode. Now, I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird. I'm sucking on a cough drop. Now, we are going to tell you about the movie that we watched. We have told ourselves that we will keep this episode short because we did not start recording until almost 11 p.m., which weirdly is kind of what happened last week. Last week. Yeah, so we're getting ourselves we, in the right headspace for yeah, it. Yeah, we sat down at 11 p.m. to watch what turned out to be a two-hour movie. Yeah, that sucked. Well, I think we sat down at 10, but with our breaks to record. Right. We were definitely been. watching. We, I, we I were didn't watching even... the movie till one. You left my house at one in the morning. Yeah. So... The movie we watched was called Camp. It was Anna Kendrick's first movie role. Right. And in a week's time, what are your reflections on the movie as a whole? I didn't love it. Okay. And I think that may be expectations mm-hmm. playing a part. I had thought that, you know, it's a movie about theater camp. Right. And it's got Anna Kendrick in it. Right. I'm going to love it. Right. What it actually was, was a movie about theater camp, and it had Anna Kendrick in it, but it was a movie about musical theater camp. Right. And it was a bunch of musicals that I am not familiar with because I'm not a musical theater person anyway. Right. And when you factor in the fact that I don't know old musicals and like classic musicals. Dreamgirls was the most recent musical, I think, that they, that they, they did. Yeah. And we found out that that was... That was like early 80s. 81, I believe, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember reading in Anna Kendrick's book that she was like, this movie was rough. Like, it was, it's insider. It's a definitely inside musical baseball situation. Yeah. And so I maybe was coming into it with lower expectations. I wonder if that's why we had such differing reactions to it. I think I forgot... The musical aspect. Mm. 
I had forgotten that it was a movie about a musical theater camp. Right. It also didn't help that Vlad was just a really bad actor. Oh, right. Vlad was in it. The main, the the mm. lead male was not a good actor. He was. It wasn't a good role either. Like it wasn't a good role. It ended up. This movie had some problems. Yes. That upon reflection, bother me more than they even did at the time. And I, I don't, I don't say all this to say like it's a bad movie. It was. It just was not what I was expecting, and yeah. so I ended up disappointed. We're doubling down on recording commitments to it. So like. We wouldn't do that if it wasn't a movie that we thought was worth talking about. Right. There were parts of it that were very, very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. There were parts of it that were fine. And there were parts of it where I was like, really? That this was the final thing that you ended up with was Vlad? Yeah. There were a bunch of characters who had dads who were just real assholes. Yeah. It realistically portrayed like it, uh, there are dads that are like that yeah like there was one girl who she wanted to go to drama camp her dad wanted her to go to fat camp and so they compromised by wiring her jaw shut for for the summer right yeah and then when he saw her at the end of the summer after she had been on a liquid diet all summer he commented on how he didn't understand how she could still look like that <laughs> now this was a beautiful girl yeah who was not that heavy. I mean, she was not like a twig. Right. She was normal looking teenager. Like, uh-huh. And the funny thing that just occurred to me was, of course, she didn't lose any weight. They probably filmed this over the course of three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. like, she looked exactly the same. Because also because her jaw wasn't actually wired shut. But, right. like. <laughs> As we found out at the end when they clipped the wires to allow her to go on stage and sing a song that she was having to stand in for. Yeah. And they just removed all of this, like all of the braces. All They didn't just open her mouth up. They right. just removed all of the orthodontia <laughs> with a pair of dirty pliers that found yeah. in the scene shop. Yeah. It was... Or a barn? I'm not quite sure where they were with uh -huh. the pliers. Mm -hmm. This... So like, there are parts of the movie that are like, uh, that's weird. But in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like that. That was a weird thing, but it was a great performance. Mm -hmm. And it was weird. I mean, like... Anna Kendrick's whole character was weird, but in a good way. Her whole arc... The whole arc of Anna Kendrick's per performance in this movie was enjoyable and memorable and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And also, she looked like a little tiny baby. Uh-huh. Whew! I think we, we decided she was like 16. Yeah. 15 or 16. She and she looked like she was about nine. Yeah. And I think that we also determined that makeup and contouring mm -hmm. goes a long way to making that happen. But she also had like unconditioned hair or it was something like greasy. Yeah, I remember in the book she talked about them like gelling her hair to make it look unwashed. Yeah, and she kept trying to brush it, and yeah. they kept coming back at her, and they were like, "Stop putting on lip gloss." Yeah. Stop brushing your hair. Yeah. You were supposed to look gross. And she's like, but I want to look pretty like every other girl on the set. True. True. Yeah. There is a bit of, uh, I don't even know what to call it. There's a, there's a character who is gay and also, well, he, that wasn't a regular thing. He enjoyed dressing up in drag. 
Um, at least that one time. At least that one time. And then they celebrated his birthday by everyone dressing up in drag. So I would imagine that it was established that his character, that was at least an enthusiasm of his. Right. But so the resolution of his character was the girl, there was a girl who, she was portrayed as a stereotypical word I'm not going to say here, which means girl who hangs out with gay men a lot. Yes. Um, and then Vlad comes. Technic- technically two words. Okay, fair. The, the, when was this movie made? Early uh, 2000s? Yeah. 1998? No, because she's younger than us. And so if she was 16, we were probably in college. Yeah. yeah. One okay. or two. Yeah. yeah. But they talked about uh, that word on uh, YFIP. Oh, yeah? In terms of uh, Will and Grace. Oh, okay. Um, and that was that same era, era yeah. of like, this is a fine thing to say. Yeah. Um. So there's a the resolution of of the story. Michael, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Good job. Thanks. Uh, because I think of him as Michael. I saw him. He's in this thing with like, um, the guy that was in, Andrew Rannells, who was in um Book of Mormon and uh Matt Bomer. Mm-hmm. And, I know who Matt Bomer is yeah. from American Horror Story. Yeah. And also the Internet. And he is a beautiful man. Yeah. Someone else, um, um, Zachary Quinto, is okay. is they're all in this Broadway version, of Broadway show called. I want to call. I want to say the Broadway Boys. All right, but it's a B word and then boys, and I don't remember what the what the first B word is, and I feel like okay. it's Broadway. But anyways, so there are. It's all like these four awesome dudes, you know, um, the Zachary Quinto, this guy, this guy, this guy, and it was like, and the rest of the cast. And I was like, Michael. <laughs> and so I had to do some digging and then I, and it was like actor Angel Sam I think his his name is Angel or something like okay. that or Angel is in his name or whatever and I was like no his name is oh no that was the character's name yeah anyways he was in In the Heights he was in In the Heights too He and I don't remember what his character's name was I don't know anything about In the Heights so you could literally make up a plot and a character name right now and I would believe you you're not going to because no. that would require far too much effort yeah I, no I'm not gonna guess yeah I want to say Carlos, but it's not Carlos. Anyway, so he was great in it, but the resolution of his character with the with the with that girl character is, come on, Michael, I have to make friends with boys who don't dress in dress who don't wear dresses, right? And then she went with Vlad, kind of, who was straight white savior boy, straight white savior, all through and through, but like. The lesser of two evils was how it was portrayed in this resolution, which is like, come on, I have to, I, I'm not going to find a man if I keep hanging around with, with gay men, gay men or, or men who wear dresses, which in the movie was equated. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll continue dating this boy who was a total dick to me, cheated on me and oh, right. Also had a girlfriend back home. Right. So, yeah, Vlad's whole character. I feel like I would have liked this movie a lot better if Vlad had not existed. I agree. Because he ended up being a key component to the main plot arc. Yeah. Like, it ended up being, it comes across as though it is, this is the story of Vlad at camp. Yeah. When really, it's, this is the story of Michael at camp. Right. I mean, Michael was... It was Michael's arc, but it was presented in a way that made it appear that Vlad was the main character. 
Yeah. It was, and it Michael was Vlad was focused. Right, yeah. exactly. And and Michael was like the supporting character, but really right. and Mike, like, Michael was the driving factor in everything that happened to Vlad. Yeah. Yeah. It, like I would say I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the musical performances across the board, whether they were portrayed as good portrayed as bad were good or bad i enjoyed watching all of the musical performances yeah anna kendrick's was predictably amazing she was yeah. she she had one big musical number yeah that she just knocked out of the park well it, it was it was at the at, as an explanation exclamation point of an amazing arc yeah well it was this was like and this is what it's been building up to and worth it yeah um but like everyone i mean like i enjoyed the Vlad's performances. I thought everyone's. I thought the musical aspect of this of this movie was was yeah. solid. Yeah. That one song that they composed using sheets they found on the ground <laughs> didn't make sense per se, but the performance of it was enjoyable. Yes. Um, which I think is basically the theme of this movie. Yeah. Some of it didn't make sense, but for the most part, with the exception of the problematic elements, of which there were several mostly vlad centered yeah because like they wanted to make him clueless and uninitiated into it wasn't it was pre-woke so like yeah if he was coming from a place of i want to act because i've seen these movies and i think acting would be good you can't you couldn't hold him accountable because it wasn't like a social it wasn't like widely spread social understanding right but they played it so much that it was like he's saying this to this person. I, I, I guess there, he's just silly. Yeah, there are so many ways that they could have made Vlad better. Yeah. They could have. So there's a moment when he talks about how he has OCD, right? And he counts the letters in words as they are spoken, right? And then they just never mention it again. Right. And we thought maybe that would be an explanation for why his speech was so stilted. Yeah. Because he was trying to focus on the words he was saying and not counting the letters in them. Yeah. And so maybe it was like a weirdly executed acting choice. Right. But it doesn't... And no, it appears that he was just a bad actor. Right. I I wish that there had been a little more reason for it. Because presumably he had to audition to get into this program. Right. This was a... Pres- prestigious program right so why this kid who's never acted before but thinks it sounds like it would be cool well they established that he performed that old dude's song from the children's crusade right and it may be that he had acting experience in the children's crusade yeah he was in like one school play and ends up auditioning for this prestigious camp right and i just that didn't if the camp is that well known, I want him to have enough of an acting background to saying he, deserve to be there sounds bad, but right. like I feel I don't like know. so like are you saying in terms of talent or in terms of immersion? Like should he like cuz it's my feeling that either one of two things is true. He got into this acting camp on a ta- you know, an audition alone. Mhm. And he has no prior experience other than doing stuff in his own mirror. Right. Or he's done one or two things, at, you know, in terms of school plays and whatever. 
but he just didn't interact with other people in drama cuz like you like there are some things that he says that I'm like so you've never ever talked to someone that does drama before? Right. And I and that that's what I mean. Like presumably he had the talent to get into this program. Right. But I feel like if he, like he doesn't know anything about any theater. Right. And and like that's not necessary but like when i say he doesn't know anything about any theater i don't just mean like he doesn't know who steven sondheim is i also mean he doesn't know anything about how theater people are yes that is like i didn't know who i didn't know that was steven sondheim from the picture yeah neither did i but i know who steven sondheim is right 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 right. they said this is steven sondheim and he was like okay yeah i don't know who that is and i'm like okay fine but it is, it's the other thing that you don't know what the culture that you're coming into is. Right. Yeah. And it was also, he was written and kind of acted like, at moments he was acted like he was this kind of, you know, country bumpkin. Yeah. And other times he was like super, supposed to come across as super worldly. Right. It was, he, he was a poorly done character kind of across the board. It almost makes me feel like, there's a level of this that we didn't pick up on where he's a parody of that character. Maybe. But they didn't tell the actor that either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that he was, they wrote it as a joke and the, they did they, they neglected to tell the actor who played Vlad, but they purposefully cast someone that would do, that would be so on the nose of what they intended, but not realize it. Yeah. Like, there was no irony to what he was doing. Right. But he was such a caricature of everything wrong with, like, we've said, I've said it before, like, a tourist. He he yeah. had, he was like a theater tourist. Yeah. That was like, hey, I like to sing. I like this one song. It was great. And I'm going to go to acting I'm going to go to acting camp. Why is everyone so weird? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, he, yeah, he, he was so cluelessly gung-ho masculine like it was such there were it was stereotypes on stereotypes you're asking yourself i bet he had frosted tips oh yeah oh he absolutely did <laughs> he, he was a skater boy he and and we wish that we could have said, said see, see you, you later, later boy. boy but unfortunately he wasn't good enough for us yeah he wasn't good enough for this movie surely yeah he like with a different character like if vlad had been revamped in some way <laughs> That's funny because Vlad is a vampire name. Yeah, that's true. It is. Um, Vlad is a weird name for them to have given this guy. Everybody else's name was like Michael and Julie and Ellen and Michael and Vlad. Right. I think Anna Kendrick's character was named like Franny or Francie or something. Fran? No, it wasn't Fran. It was a. Hold on. I, this I know this isn't important, but do you want to Google it while yeah. I keep talking? So. If Vlad had been done differently and he had been... Because there are moments where he seems as though he is trying to be a good friend to Michael. Right, right. But then he immediately counters that with something like super homophobic or just so unaware that it comes across almost homophobic. Like like with his parents. Yeah, like constantly telling Michael who has a bad relationship with his parents that he needs to call his parents and invite them to come see the show. 
Fritzy. Fritzy. Yeah. That was close. Yeah. Francie's pretty close. Yeah. And like, I get what they were going for with the call your parents thing. Right. He was going for, and I do this with Mark. I do this with my friend Mark all the time. Yeah. I know that you have this problem. Right. I recognize it. And what you have to do is push past it. And there, and that's not how you should do with almost anyone. But right. occasionally you see someone that just, that wants to do something, can't bring themselves to do it. So your job is pick them up on, on, on your back and carry them to where they want to be. And that's right. what I feel like they were going for. Right. It came across as him teasing Michael. Yeah. And being like, you just don't know your own life. Or something, and I know how things like I know how to make your life better. It was it was very white straight savior boy. I almost feel like if they'd had a montage of scenes where Vlad kept walking by Michael and seeing Michael and encountering Michael and being like, "Call your parents," it almost would have been like. Okay, so this is like a bit. Yes, because they did it in such an earnest way. Yeah. That it felt really squicky. Right. They did two scenes of, I really think you should call your parents. Why wouldn't you call them? And Michael's like, where to start? Yeah. Literally, how do I start? Right. I feel like, and I know this is my pitch perfect thing, like just showing in full true colors. Skylar Astin is vlad in pitch perfect except who's um jesse the main Main guy the main guy you get the feeling that he is straight white cis dude yep into white guy music into whatever can sing right good talented performer Mm -hmm. and he should be vlad in camp he mm-hmm. should be constantly off key in terms of interactions with people. Right. He should be like, what are you all? He should be basically Anna Kendrick's character in boy form, which would be gross because it's gross when a boy is like that. Stu- you know, all of this is stupid. Right. It's not when Anna Kendrick is like that because you know that the point of the movie is to win her over. Anyways, right. it Jesse needed to be on board and Skylar Aston portrayed him as... When the, the, the key moment, not to get too into Pitch Perfect, is when Benji says that he does close-up magic mm-hmm. and he has his whole room decorated in Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Benji's like, hey, you must be Jesse. And Jesse says, you must be kidding me. Mm-hmm. And Benji's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is a little much. Here's the turn. Here's where ben- Jesse becomes Jesse and not Vlad. Jesse's like, no, you know what? It took a little sec. It took a sec for my eyes to adjust. But no, I can I can work with this. And for the, from then on, Jesse supports Benji yes. to the extreme in all of his weirdness. He teases him when he is super awkward. Right. But in a nice way that you don't feel like Jesse is an asshole. Right. Ever. And Vlad. Vlad is everything he, I was worried that Jesse was going to be for the whole movie. Right. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Feel like. And then add in the part where he cheats on his girlfriend with a girl at his girlfriend we don't know about with a girl at camp and then cheats on her with another girl at camp right and also is con- like knows michael kind of has a crush on him and so is constantly he's teasing him there's it's it's a it's literally flirting i mean like and it's annoying uh, when teenage girls do it i mean and i say that as 
someone who was once a teenage girl who did that. And these and these are all teenagers, and they are actually. I believe that these guys, these everyone here, was an actual teenager. Yeah. If not, if not, like no more than like twenty-one years old. Yeah. There is some flirtation. If they'd had Vlad explore being bisexual in the movie, I would have had different issues with it. Right. But I would have been like, okay, so at least he learned something from camp. Right. He didn't learn anything. That's the problem. Yeah. He learned, no, my body is a wonderland and I can get guys and girls in, in you know, with the same maneuvers. Right. Yeah, because if he had either explored his sexuality. Yes. Like you said, that would have been a different like those would have been different problems because it would have I think it would have felt forced sure and maybe trite in the context of this theater camp where you know his gay roommate is you know clearly as a like it would have changed the context of the character and the relationship in the movie and so forth everything would have been different but it would have been they would have been a reason for the I but (sighs) what I wanted was for him to recognize that Michael had a crush on him and just don't encourage it. Right. Like, don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. But just don't flirt with him. And Michael is already a troubled enough person that he does not need the extra layers of bullshit that you are throwing at him. There's a level to which I understand where Vlad is coming from on this. Because he says, I really I just like it I like attention. Right. I need attention. I think that I probably have at least flirted a little bit with guys that I've known are gay as a, we're just goofing off. And so I know, I know that you're not going to get weird with me because I'm comfortable with you. I know where you're coming from. Sure. So I can flirt with you like I would flirt with girls who I'm not equating gay men and, and, and girls, but like, and or women, there's a level of comfort that I have with women mm-hmm. that I also have with, to a secondary degree, that I found that I have with a lot of of homosexual men, and to a very much lesser degree, occasionally straight men. Right. It's just my level of how out there can I be. Also, if you've seen me in the unabashedly obsessed group. Right. Being my full flowery self, just like, hua, here's James. <laughs> right. In person, I'm much more reserved unless I'm comfortable with you, in which case, you know, here I am. Right. But that, I, I so I sort of understand the like, what, I'm just flirting. Right, but I think there's, the, the difference is you're... But you shouldn't flirt with anyone if you know they have a crush on... Exactly. ...on you and... You've already said no. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm... Yeah. The point that I was going to make is yeah. the... And and again, I say this as someone who was a teenage girl who did my fair share of flirting with guys that I knew had a thing for me because I liked the attention. Right. And like, because he's a teenager, you can forgive it to an extent. Yeah. Because teenagers are idiots about yes. stuff like that because they just haven't learned how to navigate interpersonal relationships and vlad is firmly established as not knowing how to navigate any any relationships whatsoever at all 
and is also an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it gets a pass a little bit, but I don't feel like, I feel like everyone accepts Vlad's whole thing as fine and also something to be envied. Yes. Which in another way I can also get from a problematic standpoint of Vlad has no problems. Yeah, exactly. Vlad's biggest problem is that he has to take medication to stop him from counting letters, which is not to say that that is not a problem. That must be a really difficult thing to live with. Right. But he is an attractive dude in this group of people who all have problems where, like, their parents don't care about them. Right. Their parents are assholes. Right. They are constantly being mocked and beat up and overlooked and made fun of like it's a different type of problem the movie starts with michael getting beat up by by kids at his high school for wearing a dress to prom he looked fantastic he looked um, every time he was in drag he looked great yeah and later there's a scene where he talks he's talking about a conversation he had with his father where his dad says i just don't understand why you felt like you had to wear a dress to prom if I had been one of, like, if somebody had done that at my prom, I would have been one of the kids beating them up. Like, that, this is the type of bad fathers that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, like over the, like, over the top, like, not over, not unrealistic. Not unrealistic. It, it certainly exists. But, like, holy crap. That's so much worse. Yeah. And the fact that it's so many of them in this small group yeah. of people. Yeah. This could... This movie could have been called Daddy Issues. It could have been, yes. Um, Vladdy Issues. Vladdy Issues. Well, there, there we go. Everyone, everyone who just watched us find the title. Whenever you hear a podcast find the title, uh-huh. I'm always like, "Yay, you did it!" Ding. I think my my only last thing. This is the kind of thing that made me sort of give this movie a second look and sort of be like, "Huh, okay." The reason. So the movie starts as we said. I think the first scene in the movie is Michael walking into prom in like a cocktail dress or like a party dress. It's it's not the for the 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 scene the oh, movie right. opens with kind of a montage of some of the main characters like in the last few months slash weeks before camp starts. Right. So you see Vlad practicing for his audition. I'm assuming right. or an audition. You see Michael going to prom in a dress. And it's it's like a just-below-the-knee cocktail dress. Right. Um, you see Ellen. Ellen. Uh, uh, you had it. I had no yeah. idea what her name was. You see Ellen um, trying to convince her brother, I think, to take her to prom because she doesn't want to go by herself. Right. And he's basically telling her she's... Like, he's good-naturedly telling her, I'm not taking you to prom. Right. Find an actual date. Don't take your brother. Right. So... I liked that it turns out... So um, they, they, they rip up Michael's ticket and won't let him go to prom. Right. And we're led to believe... It's actually, the, I was unclear on whether they were letting him in and ripping his ticket and sort of being jerks about throwing the ticket stubs or they were ripping up his tickets and being like, you, you can't, can't come. come. Yeah. yeah. I was also unclear on that. Although now that I'm thinking about it, they don't rip up your tickets to prom because you save those as mementos. Like I still have my prom tickets... Yeah, but some, I mean, I could see how if there was like a tear-off portion. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out that they didn't let him into prom because of 
a dress length rule. The so the dress code for prom was tuxedos or floor length floor length dress evening gowns. Yeah. <laughs> and I really liked that as a sort of now hold on this was the issue not that. It's not that you wore a dress, it's that you wore a too short dress. Right. Now, he got beat up because he wore a dress. He did get beat up because he got he wore a dress. We, I guess we assume it may have been that those boys were upset about the length of the dress and It's possible, but We unlikely. didn't get we didn't the subtext was that it was the dress itself and we didn't get any clues that they might have not liked the cut of the dress or the right. designer of the dress. Right. But yeah, the the school sent home a, sent a letter to Michael's house explaining that the reason he was not allowed to go into prom is because his dress, his attire did not adhere to the dress code, i.e. it was not a tuxedo or a floor-length gown. Yeah. Another thing that I liked, if we're going to, I I like us closing out with, you know, th- this movie had a lot of problems, but here's something we liked about yeah. it. I liked the first time we see Fritzy. Yes. She walks up to Jill, who is the pretty blonde always gets the leads, everybody loves her type. Yes. But she's also like a super bitch. She's one of those girls that everybody loves her because they're afraid of her. Yeah. They don't really love her. However, Fritzy walks up to her and says, do you know where we're supposed to go to check in? Yeah. And Jill says, oh, is it your first year? And Fritzy <laughs> says, no, I was here last year. We were in Night Mother together. Right. From my perspective, the joke is... No, I was here last year. You and I were in a play together. That's funny. You don't remember me because we were in a play together. Don't you remember the play we were in? But I happen to know that Night Mother is a two-woman show. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, actually, I think our two things that we liked encapsulate the positive parts of this movie excellently. Yes. Inside theater jokes. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting takes on on plot and and moments of wokeness yeah and and like what what is the conflict here right um yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm not upset that i watched it it did not meet my expectations but my expectations were perhaps unrealistic right i would not likely watch it again if some I if someone I knew con- was watching it. I could be convinced to watch it again if somebody I knew was like, I really want to watch this. Will you watch it with me? Yeah. Like, if, I mean, like, so if Kevin decided he wanted to watch it. Right. I don't know that I'd watch the whole thing, but I would at least sit down for the parts that I knew. Like, if I knew that a part I liked was coming up, I'd sit down and watch for a little bit. Agreed. I, I can agree with that. I might watch it one more time knowing who the characters are. Yeah. Because... I could see, like, that montage at the beginning would mean more to me if I knew who everyone was from the end. It would also be easier to tune out Vlad. Yeah, it would. If you know when you need to shut your brain off. Yeah. Be li- and be like Vlad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think, I mean, overall, I, I don't regret watching it. It's certainly not in the top 10 of things I've seen Anna Kendrick in. Correct. Although she was great in it. She she was her she and Michael were the two consistently excellent yeah. parts of that movie. Yeah. There were moments of greatness, but though they those two were the two consistently great parts. Uh um Michael 
played Sonny in In the Heights. Okay. Sonny. Anyways. But I think that's, I mean, that's, so that's sort of an overview. We did more of an in-depth thing where we waxwork toot it, but like, this is. <laughs> yeah, we, we watched it in, it's a two hour movie. Like it's long and we watched it yeah. in 30 minute increments Yeah, and covered each 30 minute increment. Honestly, I think this was a better way. I think to so too. It. I think the, the transition from segment three to segment four for me mm-hmm. was interesting because I was like, this could be good. Oh, well. It could have been good, except for Vlad. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. And so check it out if you want. I mean, like, let us know if there's something we missed, if there's something we missed in terms of good things, in terms of bad things. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think if you you take a look at it. Yeah. I know that uh, Amity said that she was doing, she was trying to watch all of Anna Kendrick this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this didn't. You know, hopefully this helped manage your expectations about that particular movie, Amity. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I like to think it did because I think that, I think we are fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I had gone into it knowing how much like traditional musical theater to expect and knowing that Vlad was just going to be the worst. Yeah. Both in terms of actor, like his acting ability and also his character. Yeah. I think I probably would have not been as annoyed mm-hmm. by the things that annoyed me. I can get behind that. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Yep. It was well, bit, housekeeping. Yeah. Bit, bit of a shorter one, but uh, yeah. we can get to some housekeeping, some social media. Yep. First up, I want to plug a thing. Yes. Plug it. I sat down last week with Mike and Ben from Back to the Futurama to discuss the Futurama episode, The Sting. Yes. And that episode went up yesterday as of the day that this episode goes up. So Thursday, March 15th. Yeah, you should you should go check it out. I, fe- I fear that I didn't want to get too off topic. Yeah. And so I fear that I was not perhaps as engaging and entertaining as I could have been. Right. Because I knew that if I allowed myself to step off the track... For one moment, the three of us would just find ourselves down a rabbit hole with no ladder. If you're looking for a rabbit hole uh, from a guest uh, on Back to the Futurama, uh, in the words of Hamilton, just you wait. (laughs) I'm recording at the end of the month, and I will have no such qualms. I've already told them that I would like to come back, and I will have no such qualms the second time around as well. Yeah. Back to the Futurama, like when we met them, they were like, we do a disc, uh, a discography. Damn it. It really is in my head. It is. Uh, we do a Back to the Future rewatch podcast where... No, Futurama rewatch podcast. What did I say? Back, Back to, the future. to the Future. We do a Futurama rewatch podcast where sometimes we talk about Futurama. Yeah. And like, I think that, that I think that's very true. Yeah. Ben actually even said during our recording, he was like, we're staying way more on track than we usually do. <laughs> and it's. I think it's because I was making a concentrated effort to not say things that came into my head where I'm like, I want to say this funny thing to Mike and Ben. Yeah. But we're running long right. and I need to not say the funny thing yeah. because it'll make future editor Ben angry. I bet that's. I bet it was your editor sympathy. Yeah. Yep. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, you just say things and then it magically turns itself into a great episode. Yeah. Diva James. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's going to be a good episode. Yeah. I'm, I think I made some really interesting points. Oh, well, like, I'll be the judge of that. I mean, 
Fry and Leela should have worn bee costumes is all I'm saying. Yeah. Then it could have been an SNL tribute too. Could have been. So the 15th <laughs> of March. The 15th of March. If you are listening to this episode on the day that it goes up, Back to the Futurama went up yesterday. Cool. The episode is called The Sting. Yeah. And it's not a full reenactment of the movie The Sting. It is not. Okay. It is just three people talking about Futurama. Right. But the episode is also not a full reenactment of the movie The Sting. Also not a full reenactment of the movie The Sting. Okay. If you want a full reenactment of the movie The Sting, come join me on my new podcast, Reenacting The Sting. I hope you're workshopping that title. Yeah. Okay. Stinging the reenactment. Nope. My guest, Sting. Stinged? Stung. Stang? That's your title. Stinged? Stung? Stang. Question mark in the middle. Stinged, comma, stanged? Question mark, stunged. A reenactment. Colon, (laughs) a reenactment, colon of the sting, colon, starring sting. Anyways, we have social media. Yeah, we do. First and foremost, Facebook group is called... Our Facebook group is called Unabashedly Obsessed. <laughs> what did you just do there? Uh, I, just I feel took, like your brain just... Took I watched, out some words. I watched your brain shut down <laughs> and then reboot. <laughs> we have a Facebook group called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. You should join. My mom joined. Why wouldn't you? It's true. Has your sister joined? Uh, I believe I... I think you added her. Added her and then she dropped Facebook and then I think she re-got Facebook. Anyways, she, she supports the show. She does. Anyways. She has a mug. She does have a mug. Because we have a merch store. Hey, nice segue. Thanks. Cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed. I need to order my merch. Yeah. I feel bad because our our fans have ordered merch and I have not yet. If for no other reason than when I go and look and see how the store is doing, I'm like, what's in the cart? Oh, right. Oh, that stuff's (laughs) still sitting in the cart? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's fine. Um, We also have a Patreon. Yeah, we do. You should join Patreon. It's patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed. Tonight, we recorded a live stream and theoretically... Well, we didn't record the live stream. It, I think it's on Patreon. Oh, that's true. It is. So I think you can go back and watch it. I'm assuming that's what happened. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Maybe you can. Join Patreon We and almost find out. couldn't do it because we don't know how to technology. Well, so. we... Who puts custom as the default is my question. Yeah. That's so stupid. That is stupid. But anyways, we had a live stream. We had a a blast doing, and uh, we intend to do more stuff like that. It was super fun. And so we also have a live stream for everyone coming up in April, but we're not going to tell you when. He's crossing his arms and looking smugly petulant. Petulantly smug? Oh, no. I was definitely going for smugly petulant. Oh, good. Good job. Good. So uh, we are also on Twitter. We are. It's at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. Tonight, the F stands for Fritzy. Man, that was that was easy. Yeah. Um, we're. It's not usually that easy. It's not. It's usually fuck something, even though we've said it's not for fuck. But sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's Fritzy. Uh, it's also for fucking Vlad. No, don't fuck Vlad. Don't fuck. He has Vlad. a girlfriend back don't, home. Don't fuck Vlad. Don't fuck Vlad. <laughs> Can you name the episode Flucking Vlad? No, probably not, right? I thought we were going to name it Vladdy Issues. Oh, right. That is way better. <laughs> we are individually on Twitter. I am at Unabashed James. I am at Unabashed Lee Aaron. 
We have an email, unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. And an Instagram that I sometimes remember we have, unabashedlyobsessed. Yeah. I try to remember to share the episodes as they go up with something relevant to the episode. Yeah. I don't think I've done that for at least the past two weeks. Yeah. I'm bad at Instagram. Yeah. Not everyone can be perfect at what they do. That's true. Pobody's nerfect. That's true. I could have read Pobody's nerfect on the live stream. You could have. But it didn't. But you didn't. Damn it. That's okay. If only I could go back in time. But we're not a time travel podcast. We're not a time travel podcast. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen <laughs> for our theme song, Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? You can find him and his band, A Silent Few, on YouTube. You said that weird. <laughs> could you be listening to A Silent Few more? Thank you also to Emily Cardamus, who did our logo art. You can find Emily on Twitter at Corrupted Gem, and you can find her, more of her artwork at artfulhypothesis.tumblr.com. Yep, um, I think that's gonna. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it. This y'all, y'all. Nope. No, you tried that last week. Yeah. You can't say y'all. I can say y'all. Hey everyone, James Brown and Ashley obsessed here. You've been listening to Unabashedly Obsessed. This has been an episode of Unabashedly Obsessed that you've been listening to. Listen to us next week on another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. (laughs) I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies.